right now on the Ringer Gambling Feed and all throughout the entire month of August, the East Coast Bias Boys are getting you ready to bet the NFL this season. We're going through each and every single division and revealing our favorite futures, predicting division winners, and even giving you some award winners. Do we think the Kansas City Chiefs will repeat or will they be dethroned? Tune in now to find out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I need support staff to clear the room. Stand up and walk. Now. Hello and welcome to The Watch. My name is Chris Ryan. I am an editor at TheRinger.com and joining me in the studio, fresh from a Y2K party in Monaco, it's Andy Greenwald! <laughs> We're going to talk gemstones today. Yeah? And I just, I'm still <laughs> laughing <laughs> about the Y2K party in Monaco. Yeah, that's an example of, uh, what we can, you know what, I'll save that for when mm-hmm. we talk about gemstones. It's great to see your shining, smiling face today. I'm only smiling because no one attacks Monday morning like CR. So uh, do you actually think I have good energy today? Because I, I haven't yes. eaten anything yet. You you needed to go an hour earlier. And yeah. that's, that's I'm here for you. Thank you. Everyone's here Kai for you. Kai is here for you. Olivia's here for you. We're all here for you. Thank you. Everybody have, thinks I'm getting a new couch. Everybody thinks you're getting a new couch. You're <laughs> getting a new grill. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that you're buying a, a new grill so late in the summer. Thank you. I thought you were going to say thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. I feel like that's a sign of someone who can just who just does what he wants, like yeah. a devil may care. Well, attitude. it's like a buying an air conditioner I, in January kind of guy. I, I thought you were going to say you were impressed that I was buying a grill during <laughs> the strike. <laughs> also, I'm impressed that you think grilling season is going to end any time before Thanksgiving. I know. I know. People California. often grill their Thanksgiving dinners here. Do they? I think it's possible. I think you can take care of some stuff out on the grill. Yeah. yeah. Kai is nodding. It's, so it's year round out here. Yeah. Uh, how was your weekend? You look great. Thanks. Thanks. I feel good. Yeah. I feel good. Um, I mean, I don't know what you, you want some more, like, uh, some personal anecdotes. I read a cracking profile of Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer <laughs> in The New Yorker. Happy to chat about it. Benjamin Wallace Wells. Should I just Wells, get to the business at hand? Taking a break You're from the that world You're the one who always is like, beat. I want to know about your personal life. I, I want to know, know about it. your hopes and dreams. So far, everyone knows that I have a grill coming, that yeah. I'm apparently still a little liquid, despite everything. And um, I have some time to read magazines when I'm not <laughs> catching up on gemstones in a single weekend. Are people listening to podcasts out on the pickets? I have seen, yeah, I think I've seen some solitary walkers. Is it scabbing to go up to like Sarah Silverman and be like, you should check out the watch, you know? <laughs> I think it's I think it's a little gauche. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's yeah. the coolest. I didn't even go up to Colin Farrell and be like, hey man, remember when you were on our podcast? <laughs> I, di- I didn't do it. Such a good icebreaker. Andy, uh... Marvel Television is fucking back. So no personal anecdotes from you? No, I didn't really have much of a weekend. I mean, I had it, you know, but I spent a lot of it reading. uh, And then I got dinner at like 5 p.m. yesterday. That's so cool. I went to Houston's, took down a veggie burger, and then came back and read for a while and then watched Full Circle. No, I finished Full Circle. I watched Last Call, which is this true crime thing on on Max. Also, people don't realize what it's like to be in touch with Chris and Ryan these days. Yeah, you're just G- it's GTL, right? <laughs> Jim Tan. Life. Is that what it, Kai? Is that what, is GTL Jim Tan life? 
I do laundry as well. That's what Chris. That's what Chris. Chris does. I do oh, gym I, tan laundry. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the, but for you, it's the gym tan laundry life. life. Right, GTLL. Yeah. Just a nice little Sunday. Uh, yeah, it was fine. You know, it's pretty hot in Los Angeles. I don't really feel like doing anything. Okay. Um, and then there was like a bacterial outbreak on the beach, so I didn't go. Yeah. Wait, Kaya, had, do you have any comments on this? This was not cool. Here she comes. Um, it's in your neighborhood, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So it's it's around the pier, but you just need to go like a mile up from the pier. But is that true? Like, you know what, Andy? I need my ocean swims. I, we all do. I'm saying like it's really hot. And so this is the time to go to an ocean. It's why it's another reason why we would live here. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet they were like on Thursday they were like some news Los Angeles. There is wild <laughs> bacteria in the ocean. Yeah. In these, don't worry, twenty seven spots. Yeah. South Bay all the way up to the pier, basically. And then I, you know, I was, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guy. I was getting hot. I was thinking about going mm-hmm. to the beach because you all know I couldn't grill. So yeah. what else am I going to yeah, do in the no, summertime? You can't eat. I don't have a couch, according to you, either. So I then, um, I was like, losangelesWaterSafety.org. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and, a bookmark And they were like, call this number. I was like, great, call this number. And then there was a guy who just left like a voice memo on Thursday being like, there's a lot of bacteria in the ocean. If you would like to know where, I will tell you now. And then he like listed in a monotone Wait, 30 left locations. you a voice memo? No, no, this was oh, okay. the number. <laughs> and they were like, like we text. will update this as bacteria shifts its flow. Yeah, but so, but so, Kai, you as a oceanographer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you you go out there, you test the winds, you have some strips, you dip into the ocean. You just have to decide to choose what you feel comfortable. <laughs> what you want to die from? <laughs> I feel yeah. the same way about sharks. You know what I mean? Like it's probably happening. Just, just the bacteria. Don't, just don't think too hard about it. Yeah. Does the bacteria fine. keep the sharks away? I think it mingles with them and creates a it's super super shark. A super yeah. shark. Guys, yeah. why do we live here? Yeah, well, okay. I, I ask that question all the time. All right. Um, Andy. Yeah. To go back just like two minutes. I mean, I assume we're going to delete the last two Thursday, minutes. Yes. we did a podcast where we yeah. we uh, we read over the the body of the MCU's television mm-hmm. gambit. Yep. Because Secret Invasion had concluded. Even the fans were like, nah. What was the uh, Rotten Tomato score? Or the, I got whatever? this from a, a Twitter account that so, I don't know is like... So it's reliable. Yeah. Uh, but apparently... Mm-hmm. The finale of Secret Invasion has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sick. And as I was telling you on a text, like I, I, there are like found footage horror films from Budapest that I watch yeah. that are like at 13. That's like Mike Pence 2024 numbers. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's not great. Is he not, is he lagging? He is. He's I actually looked getting at the about, repubs yet. You, you haven't looked at the numbers this morning? Yeah. They were great. <laughs> they were really, really strong. I think that if you combine the numbers of Pence, Scott. I saw Nikki Haley step up and be like, mm-hmm. Mitch needs to retire, which was like a cool profile and courage from her. Cover front page of the New York Times right now. If you combine the poll numbers of Christy, Haley, Scott, and Pence, you equal, I believe, a secret invasion finale. Christy, Haley, Scott, and Pence is like, that sounds like four kids in a really white high school. <laughs> or they're a killer, killer defense employment firm in Century City. That's right. Um, anyway, we were talking about Marvel and we were like, man, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. And then today I saw the Loki season two trailer. And so I ask you, sir, mm-hmm. is Marvel back? <laughs> this is what a what a ride. I will say I will yeah. say that the Loki mm-hmm. season two trailer and just Loki in general mm-hmm. compared to other Marvel shows that we have seen looks like it was made by Bernardo Bertolucci. <laughs> <laughs> just the richness. It looks so much better. Well, <laughs> Why? Well, OK, here are a couple reasons. 
Um, Do they have like Roger Deakins like in a basement somewhere, just like shooting in Atlanta? Yeah. Um, No, he's free to move anywhere he wants. It's the rest of the Deakins family that they have. Right. The traditionally with the medium of television, we are fans of television shows. And when they come back, we're excited to see them again because they are building on the creative bar that was set the previous season. Yeah. Historically, we are not sitting on this podcast being like, Lionsgate does it again. (laughs) Another banger from the boys at Sony Pictures Television. MRC, the goats. Right? Yeah. Because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because the studio can only do so much and sometimes it makes mistakes or sometimes the, the creatives don't deliver or whatever. You can set a benchmark for how you do business, but that rarely reflects entirely on the screen. Loki, season one, Loki's a good television show mm-hmm. for reasons that have less to do with its place in the overall MCU phase structure as it does clever writing, good direction, and most crucially, a charismatic star turn from Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. All of those elements appear to be back for season two. So Is, I, is Sharon back? Uh, is the power broker, the power broker involved? <laughs> My understanding is that she's just brokering power behind yeah. the scenes at all times. Yeah. Uh, and times are relevant to the show because he's, he's unstuck in time or That's something. Right. I, I think the thing, to, I am saying that there's consistency from one season to another. It is worth noting that the writer, showrunner, and director did not return yes. for season two. Um, there's like seven executive producers on this. Well, but I, I think that again, like the person who took over um, from Michael Waldron, who did season one, is Eric Martin, who worked with Michael Waldron on Heels and on season one of Loki. So there is some continuity. I mm-hmm. think he's also from the Ricky Mor- Rick and Mortyverse, cool. which yeah. seems to be increasingly where these movies it's come like, from. It's kind of like the Duke University of Marvel. <laughs> it's it's like Rick and Morty is to Marvel as the University of Georgia is to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Just a place we keep coming back to. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think to me, so broadly, psych for the show to come back, like mm-hmm. the show. Good trailer. Good job, everyone. Really, probably smart of Kevin to uh, release that right after he listened to our podcast. Which or, I'm sure or was saw a, that tweet. Which tweet? The one that said it was an eight percent Rotten Tomatoes. Did you at him with the tweet? I did. Can you still do that on X? I don't know. Actually, I haven't really done any tweeting or Xing. You haven't really got behind. No. Gotten underneath the hood. I, I would say one other thing worth mentioning about this is that the inexorable march towards what are they doing with Jonathan Majors continues apace. He has a an August uh, court appearance coming up. And he is and show very much uh, all over this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as simple, you know, we're speaking glibly about this just from a creative point of view, not commenting on, on the criminal case, but it really isn't as simple as they can recast Kang in the movies about Kang because everything is about Kang not just when Jonathan Majors appears in this trailer as he will appear in the show but one of the first beats is the revelation of some scroll which is just his face oh, right? okay. like three yeah. times like yeah. his face is the the yeah the, they're the, looking at like bronzed plaques that have his face on it so it's not like you can just like close your eyes real hard and then Judy Dench appears, you know, because that's Kang is everything. It's it's like, I, this is the guy. I mean, if they can make John Goodman look like that for an entire episode of Gemstones, they could probably turn Kang into Judy Dench sure. in post, yeah. but they're really committed here. And any any uh, recollection mm-hmm. of uh, how, like, like, what Loki was about or how it ended? Nope. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. The TVA. Sure. Yeah. No, I know the, like, the sure. broad strokes I got. <laughs> And then time was collapsing, and then we since then we've had like two years of stuff about multiverses, which is not about time. 
it's just about multiverses. Oh, but multiverses happen when it's the you branches, your... right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like the branches of the Kirby Smart Coaching Tree. <laughs> is that? I just want to put it in language we understand. <laughs> because, guys, you should also realize that it is the end of July, and the only texts that we exchange now, Chris and I, are about Eagles defensive rookies. Yeah, just about like, I wonder if Nolan Smith would like me to like give him my bone marrow, honestly. <laughs> So he could feast on it and become stronger? Yeah. I don't think he needs it in his body. He seems very, very, very healthy. Some other Disney stuff going on. There's two things. One is a boardroom thing, and one is a development thing. Which one would you like to discuss first? You know me. I got to go C-suite first. I am all about that. So Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, recently re-upped for two more years. Been under fire recently. On this podcast, too. Yeah. You've been, you've been holding his feet to the fire uh, for some comments he made on CNBC. Not you. No, I, You're I just, an apologist. I am an objective journalist. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. I got to hear both sides. Okay. You know? um, but he has made a move to perhaps quell some of the chatter about whether or not he still has his fastball. He's brought back... Look at these guys. Look at these smiling guys. Kevin Mayer yeah. and Tom Staggs. Yep. Who uh, were... Kind of like era parents at Disney, right? They were they the, a, a while back. They were pretty high up the org chart. Mayor worked on the film side. Well, they were they were at different times. Each the presumed heir apparent. Yeah. They were each passed over mm-hmm. for JPEG, the late great JPEG. <laughs> so this is wild. That this really is getting the band back together in a in a kind of profound way. I think Mayor was the one who was in charge of. Uh, the digital strategy and setting up the plus before leaving to work for the all-American company TikTok, okay. I believe. Yes, and then he started his own company. But th- this is what's so great. Like, th- we, are, we are 100% in the wrong field because these guys were just sort of being, you know, they get moved around Disney to, like, get experience, right? Like, you could take over parks and you spend time on cruises. It really is kind of like succession. And then they do not succeed and they, they leave for these other jobs. And then when those jobs don't work out, This is just a paragraph, a sentence, really. The two, Mayor and Staggs, are now... I like Skaggs, though. Maybe we should change Tom's last name. I think that would... Yeah, if he came back with an eye patch, he's like, (laughs) it's Skaggs now. You've always been wrong about me. The two are now co-CEOs of Candle Media, a company they founded in 2021 with backing from the Blackstone Group. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a company they founded. With, it's like we should start a company with backing from Northrop Grauman. And not Does, tell me what it is. But isn't this like the the like pre not retirement, but it's like when you kind of mm-hmm. leave corporate media, the corporate like yeah. Hollywood machine, right? You go to like one of these private equity mm-hmm. places and you start a fund to fund stuff, right? Like, is that it, what we're gonna do? I hope there's still equity when we get out, man. When we get out the other side, do you think the PE will still be there? I feel like people are going to be... I I haven't spoken to my guys on the street in a a, a little bit. Sure. But I feel like generally they're... Because they're on vacation? They don't get back. Yeah, I think they're they're out of office. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Or they're just saying, oh, (laughs) we don't want to talk to you. Um, I think generally they've been receptive to our management of AMC+. Plus. Yeah. You yeah. know, we are not. Uh, That's how I watched a few good men the other night. We're, we're it, see, yeah, we are. We're not like, we're not breathing down people's necks. That's not our strategy, our management strategy. You know, we're kind of hands off. Like we let we hire people to do their jobs, and then we let them do their jobs. Yeah. The other thing is that they 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 founded Candle, whatever Candle is, and then it says a Candle spokesperson declined to comment. 
is that Tom Staggs? Well, it makes it sound like, can you imagine if you were like, man, they really sold me on this idea of candle media. I'm leaving my job at Hulu <laughs> yes, to go join yes. them. And then they were like, we're going to Disney. Yes. Sorry, guys. Oh, okay. Candle Media is a Blackstone-backed this is really Los Angeles-based media company co-founded by former Disney executives. A next-generation media company inspiring audiences and empowering creators through creator-driven brands, franchises. Do they want a podcast? They probably have podcast business. Damn. Looks like Hello Sunshine's involved. This is fascinating. Are anyway. You gonna, are you going to chime in here? Or like, What do you think? I, I think What does is, this mean? I, I, I think it is broadly weird when it seems like the reason you took a job is to just like fix things that you already broke or undo things that were done previously or like address mistakes like running for president because um you don't want to go to prison because Saddam Hussein tried to kill your dad oh yeah you know yeah so um I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but it, it's I don't know I mean I, it, it just begs the question like he really really likes and trusts these guys that's that's good but he didn't like or trust them enough to give them the company he gave it to Bob Chapek instead whom he blames for all these problems so I don't know. They, there's a little bit of like a Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett thing going mm. on with Bob Iger. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about that? Did you I read that, that news story? I, I sure have. So tell the, tell the, the coach of the Denver Broncos, mm -hmm. uh, Sean Payton, who previously coached the Saints for very many years and then was like a Fox uh, sports guy and then went back to coaching. And, you know, much maligned season for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Everybody mm -hmm. was like, I guess he he's lost it. Russ is over. Russ is washed. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton got involved and he was just like, that was the worst coaching job I've ever seen in my career. Now, Cousin Sal said the same thing. Yeah. For what it's worth. Right. But usually, but don't, I don't think Cousin don't, Sal would coach the Broncos, for instance. You also usually don't. There's like a coaching fraternity. You don't really say that. About You're not supposed to, to do that. And then, uh, so he did, he did do that. And then Aaron Rodgers really like, uh, really laid in. He really stepped up for his guy, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Which you love to see. You do. My point was more that Bob Iger mm -hmm. was kind of trashing. I don't. I guess there's no honor among CEOs anymore. That's what I'm saying. It's just not. It's not my America anymore. <laughs> if you can't count on these guys to be pillars, you used of moral to be rectitude. able to leave your door unlocked, mm -hmm. and you would trust that one CEO wouldn't trash his successor <laughs> or or rob you. Yeah, yeah. That used to be the way it was. It's it's a weird. It's weird time. It's just a weird time. And and we'll just keep saying this about Iger. Like he he may still pull this out. Like. Who knows? But it is interesting that his his reputation only grew mm -hmm. when he walked away because he and he because it been, was just like oh my god like how like he really had a handle on this business and so. no one could do that again because the industry has changed so much and he came back into that change in industry which you know maybe that's maybe that is similar to Sean Payton. It's we'll worth mentioning that in the deadline article about these guys returning mm -hmm. is that they're going to take a long hard look at ESPN and the linear broadcast sort of assets that Disney has look at it and be like we should sell this at friends at blackstone would you like to buy this <laughs> do you have more money for us at all <laughs> at amazon sure yeah. um other disney stuff is just that it was announced i guess uh i mean when i say announced it's like they they made they they did announce it but like everything you're just like will be cool when this actually happens is that the glover brothers donald and steven are going to tackle mm -hmm. the long rumored lando story Slash project. Now, obviously, Donald Glover played Lando Calrissian in Solo, which at the time seemed bad, but now in retrospect was a pretty good Star Wars movie. Really? Compared to other Star Wars movies, yeah. Fair. Uh, and so the, Justin Simeon, who 
uh, just recently had Haunted Mansion come out this weekend. He was attached to this mo- to the show or he, this movie? This was a show. He was attached for a long time and did a lot of work on it. Okay. And um, when doing the Haunted Mansion press was asked about it and he was like I honestly have no idea it's yeah. not up to me what you know I've done I've, I've moved the ball as far as we can move it and it was not confirmed whether Donald Glover would be playing Lando in this yes. no, no one fully knew what Justin Simeon's take on it was uh, what era of Lando's life who would be playing him etc it was just a Lando project there were some It'd be cool very th- funny if it was old Lando that was what they wanted to do I mean like really old that with Billy D. <laughs> But, like, why would you do that? Why? I don't know. They made Dial of Destiny. <laughs> why not? It's the same company. Um, I, I There were some cool rumors or things that I'd heard about his project that seemed made it seem pretty interesting. He's also, he did Dear White People. And he's mm-hmm. made a bunch of other projects. Um, it just seemed a little, seemed a little weird, a little sideways that he on Friday is like, I have no idea about this project, or Thursday. And then on Friday and Saturday, it news breaks that the Glovers have taken it over. Yeah odd thing to announce in this many months into a strike too um yeah. presumably the deal predates the strike but it's just it's all a little bit odd it predates the eight percent for secret invasion last I, week i i think i think in many ways that was baked in yeah i think people well by the way you're you're kind of underselling that secret invasion tweet because wasn't it just like kevin feige demanded the super scroll battle yeah but like i don't I don't even know if it is actually like a website or a journalist. It was just like, or an aggregator or what. Right. But, you know. Do you, it, what if I told you Bob Iger personally demanded the Super Scroll fight? <laughs> would that change your opinion about it? Would, would he's you about to get like, it between Tom and, and Kevin. <laughs> but now do you feel like it was a good idea? We just don't see it in the totality? I just honestly like have not ever been happier than listening to Van and Charles and Steve and Jomi talk about the impossibility and the corner that they have backed themselves into with like giving Gaia more powers than anyone else in the galaxy. Yeah. This was on the Midnight Boys. Yeah. They talked about this. But like that's what happens at the end of like that Amelia Clark's character now is like more powerful than Captain Marvel. It's they've really put themselves into a weird situation that is a lot like it is just continuing to mirror the comic books where the premise of the MCU is that everything matters and we're keeping track and you have to be aware of everything. But the more times they threaten the earth with things or empower people that don't resonate with character, with, with audiences, some stuff's not going to matter so yeah. much. Like the giant half-born god that's emerging out of, I believe, the North Pole yeah. that we haven't really revisited. Yeah. Is that why the Atlantic current is collapsing? That's why the bacteria was there. Yeah. Because the god was born in some, some crucial ways. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. One thing you don't have to worry about cleaning up this spring season, your wireless bill. Just switch to Mint Mobile. It's easy. And right now they have unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com watch. That's mintmobile.com watch. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't have anything else really for you. I mean, this is a, a fun week. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves with reservation dogs. Okay. Uh, physical is also coming back, and then winning time is back on Sunday. I mean, so we have a nice little week of TV coming. I thought we could just get into gemstones if you want. I think I think we should. It ended last night. It did with two episodes. It did. It was also renewed. It last was. Week. Yes. Um, Danny McBride is an avowed. I don't. I don't do cliffhangers. You know, I don't. I don't like to like 
give people a sense of, I don't like to make it so that like we're responsible for what we did in the previous season. Like we want to mm-hmm. be able to kind of go anywhere we want. This is a show that first of all, makes me laugh really hard every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I have ever felt as seen, as taken care of, mm. uh, and as like truly, 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 honestly stimulated as when there is a brief flashback in the final episode of Righteous Gemstones, and we're spoiling Righteous Gemstones now. There's a brief flashback in the finale where baby Billy, mm-hmm. played by Walton Goggins, and Dusty, who is essentially Dale Petty Sr., Dale Earnhardt Sr., um, mm-hmm. played by Shea Wiggum, your strike buddy, are in Monaco mm-hmm. doing cocaine and Molly at a Y2K party and partying with a guy... <laughs> Who they think. Who they think is Gene Hackman. (laughs) I was like, it's such a random story. It sort of like brings back the Simpkins family from the first episode, which I thought was going to be like the long running thing. And then they kind of do Steve Zahn for the entire season. And it is the most important thing I've ever seen. I thought Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers was going to be that, but instead it was this Y2K Monaco party was too funny like, did they make something too good yeah. that almost dimmed the rest of Righteous it, Gemstones? It all happened before the credits yeah. of the episode. And he's, doesn't Jesse stop him and say, Gene Hackman, the actor? <laughs> <laughs> and Baby Billy's like, or, or a man who looked just like him? Yeah. And as we see in the flashbacks, because then there's a full orgy yeah. with Gene Hackman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... um. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so purely, purely funny. The show is so satisfying. I thought you were going to a different place when you were talking about the lack of cliffhanger, which is that I, this could have been a series finale. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's kind of a respectful thing to do with your show if you don't truly know and anything, you know, who knows what can happen. You just, you, you just bring the ship back to port, the jet ski back, if we're doing the Kenny Powers analogy, every time. Yeah. But this particularly did feel like it. Like yeah. this was an, a very... It was like all of the families kind of healed. Yes. We get a couple of things that are like going out there for the for the future of it. And yeah, like I mean I would literally be like that ah, seems like the end of Righteous Gemstones. But also it was like a in a way in a way not to start with the end, but it was a kind of beautiful bow on the the Danny McBride, Jody Hill, David Gordon Green universe of storytelling if it needed to be, which which thank God it isn't, but in that a deeply broken family stays broken, but is united happily uh, in the shadow of a monster truck destroying children's furniture. Yeah, <laughs> like they were all so happy. Yeah, but like so even but Jesse happy. is like I was. I now support my wife and yes. her and her self help. Yes. system that she she used to to save Judy and BJ's marriage. Yes, and 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 Kelvin and Keith are now uh, out and proud. Yeah. Yes, finally. Yeah. Um. What did you think of the season as a whole? Because I, 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 one thing I did want to say about it is, do you have shows like this where generally on this podcast, we like to champion the week-to-week model, both because it serves our purposes as podcasters, but I really do enjoy having time to kind of think about the episode, savor the episode, talk about the episode, reflect, and then have the next one. I Now two seasons of this, I find the, almost the opposite is true of Gemstones. I really prefer the gemstones experience in bulk because because <laughs> it's that's the only way you can understand the narrative density <laughs> no it's because it is so unique 
their filmic language, their comedic voice, the sensibility of it, the tonal shifts. Because this season got pretty dark at times, yeah, too. Yeah, it got downright biblical at the end. The, it, it absolutely did. It, it Somehow I find it really jarring for 36 minutes once a week. But when you when yeah. you take it all yeah. in and you're riding it, it kind of the roller coaster smooths out. You know, it, it, the show like the Redeemer is not street legal. You know, so ride it a little bit smooth. Um, I watched the first two, three weekly, and then I fell off, and then I just powered through. So you watched like two and a half hours of Righteous Gemstones last night. That's why I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> I loved watching it like that. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Um. It's funny you should say that because last night I was, uh, I got home and I was, I was, you know, like 6.30 or something like that, I, PST. And I was like, time to fire up this finale. And it wasn't up yet. Yeah. And I was like, woo. Yeah. Like, like, I actually have to wait for Gemstones to go up because I, I, like you, I think I'm like, Gemstones is, the, is a classic. Like, it's Sunday at 3 p.m. I kind of feel like watching two episodes of Gemstones while I'm lying here. Did you kill time watching the additional content that's up about Gemstones, including like... Oh, the the, the monster truck tie-in How thing? we built a monster truck, and then also just like Keith having a laugh yeah. with everyone. Uh, did you did you spend much time on Max last night? Like uh, when you went to Max to go watch Gemstones, or do, did you did you look at like the sort of front page of Max? I, I guess so. I mean, I, I went through that door. Yeah, why? I would I would describe it as not very HBO centric. What did you see? Like Deadliest Catch. Yeah, a show called Serial Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like a lot of discovery stuff. And I don't know whether that's like an algorithmic thing. And they, that's weird. They were like, here you have this. But all the shows that I'm like quote unquote subscribed to, yeah, are Mac shows. So like even. And just like that, or Spy Master, mm-hmm. and things that I'm like, my list, my list, mm-hmm. you know. So you would think that they would give you stuff that was sort of related to that. When I log on, it's just after the thrones in the big, <laughs> big window. So yeah. that's weird that that's not the case for you. Yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that. From Max has been better. The the one that I, I mean, Prime Amazon Prime Video still doesn't know that I've watched. Watch your mouth. Watch what you're about to say about my... Your UX. My favorite UX. <laughs> that, that, that one still doesn't know that I've watched Daisy Jones and the Six, let alone raved about it and did a podcast talking to the creator. Like, yeah. every time I tried to watch the show, I had to click through like four screens. It never once <laughs> offered to have me continue watching it. It actively <laughs> didn't want me to. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel that stymied by Max. I felt, and this might be recency bias because I watched so much of it, but... This may have been my favorite gemstone season. It's hard to say because they have all been very good. And they, I've had a similar re- reaction to all three, which is enjoying it in fits and starts and then a gusher. Then just being like, oh my God, I'm, yeah. I'm in this world and I love it. And they're firing on all cylinders. So I don't know if it's fair to say, but I did really think that the emotional storytelling was surprisingly deep and satisfying and I also thought that some of the, and they did this every season. I thought, you know, some of the flashback John Goodman stuff last year was just, and when we talked to, to Danny McBride, mm-hmm. he talked about this, like he loves like old wrestling and the wrestling circuit. And so he could just bring all that stuff into it. I thought this season allowed them to do some different filmmaking stuff that was almost overtly like Coen brothers Yeah. Um, like when they flew a drone over the Redeemer as it was a, destroying. <laughs> yeah. Well, prior to that. <laughs> The bank robbery scene. <laughs> yes. The, uh, I don't know if the Coen brothers have ever filmed a fully nude man 
beating another man. It seems like it's got to be somewhere in their oeuvre, maybe on the on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Maybe that's why they broke up. You know, <laughs> they're getting back together. They are. Yeah. What'd you hear? I think that they've got Ethan. No, uh-huh. Ethan did driveway dolls. Yeah. So no. Joel is directed Macbeth, right? Yes, and Ethan. Ethan's doing Driveway Dolls. Yes. And now the next project will be the two of them. Oh my God. Yeah. First Mayor and Staggs, now Joel and Ethan Cohen. I know. And Skaggs. And, and their buddy, <laughs> yeah. comma, Skaggs. Let's talk a little bit about what this show does really well, which is bring in mm-hmm. arms from the bullpen, you know, without any kind of like, they, they'll just introduce a sister, introduce an uncle, introduce like a new villain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job bringing in people outside of the universe in this year. Uh, Kirsten Johnson obviously played uh, Eli's sister. But uh, I thought Shea Wiggum as Dusty in his brief appearance. We didn't get enough. As a NASCAR driver. Steve Zahn as Peter, the militia kind of, uh, the militia church leader. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lucas Haas as as one of their cousins. What do you think of their ability to kind of like you just mix it up with like different folks coming in. Lucas has uh, a slim eight years, Steve Zahn's junior, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it a little yeah. amusing. Um, I think that there, there are two ways in particular that this show excels that are below the line. One is 100% is casting. Mm-hmm. It's not just Sturgill who, Simpson. It's not just who's just going to fit yeah. into the world. And everyone you're mentioning just fits into the world and is ready to ready to go. You know, I, I I don't think I've ever seen a Steven Dorff project and been like, he's ready for the Cape and Pistol Society. Like, he's going <laughs> to, he's who I want to laugh with in this. But yeah. they did, and he was ready to do it. But it goes deeper than that into the main cast because we almost take Edie Patterson for granted, which is an iconic performance. Yeah. Right? And Walton Goggins' performance as Baby Let's, Billy is one of the uh, greatest performances Goggins. of all time. I need to talk, because we I got I okay. to gotta do yeah. something different I, about Goggins. I also think we need to say someone's name on this podcast, which is Christina Flannery, who is the costume designer. Mm-hmm. There was an article on Vanity Fair the other day about her work on the show, which led me to really pay closer attention and realize that consistently, maybe the funniest thing on the show is the way these people are dressed yeah. episode to episode. It's a, Especially Keefe. Yeah. Keefe, yes, but then Kelvin too? Yeah. Or Jesse or, or Baby Billy, who we can't really talk about yet, I guess. But um, I think the key operative word she uses is stunted. And she's having as much fun as the actors are, I think, and is given as the same free reign to just go for it that they are, which I think, you know, in the wrong hands, that can lead to a sloppy show. But in this case, it just leads to a celebration of excess, I would say. <laughs> they bring in Goggins. Yeah. Goggins comes in, is he in the first season? Mm-hmm. or is he? Yeah. And baby Billy. But, but no, no impression that he's going to be as important to the show as he is, I think, in season one. Yeah, but like the conception of the character as this like Rick guy who looks like Ric Flair and has veneers and is essentially like a disgraced preacher who's always looking for a get-rich-quick scheme. And like, honestly, like sometimes it's as simple as like having three words that go together or four and baby Billy's Bible bonkers. which is essentially just family feud, but with religious questions, which is the show that that Baby Billy wants to get on the Gemstones cable network, is honestly one of like the five best ideas I've heard in 2023. <laughs> and all of the shit around it, like about like the scene where he comes up with the idea for Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers that they're going to do this, 
and his wife is like, and maybe, what is it? Is it Lionel? Their son Lionel, <laughs> yeah. Like Lionel could be the announcer. Yes. And he's like, yeah, when he starts to talk. <laughs> Do you, did you remember when the gems to the season when the gemstones have been kidnapped yes. and baby Billy rushes over and then the and carriage pushes the carriage just off screen and <laughs> enters the room and what he wants to ask is if we could still make sure they can still do baby Billy's Bible blockers. He also says, she's like, Lionel hasn't stopped crying since he heard the news and he's like sobbing toddler and baby Billy goes, shut up Lionel, ain't nobody trying to ransom you. <laughs> Danny McBride is one of the preeminent directors of Toddlers. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Like, do you think that he was on set just like whispering to the baby to eat dirt? Or keep drooling? In that scene? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I feel like he would really appreciate that compliment. How did you feel when you saw him and Shea Wiggum partying in Monaco? I can't describe it. I left my body. I was like, finally, the funniest thing has been mined. <laughs> you know, like, like we've been in the caves for a long time just trying to get what we need from yeah. the earth and we finally found the funniest thing. This is thing. what Christopher Nolan made this movie about. It's Prometheus, <laughs> you know? If this was at the middle of it, finally, I think that movie would be celebrated. Um, when, when Baby Billy thought that they were calling him a paraplegic and he got mad and he said he was going to walk his damn self out of there to show them that he wasn't a paraplegic. Do you think that was a Goggins ad lib? I do. I also wonder like... How does Goggins talk like that? Like he has two extra sets of teeth. But even like the stuff that isn't actually, like the stuff that is supposed to be not quite funny, mm -hmm. like his... The, remember because he's like, I'm going to open the show with like a little bit of banter, yes. a little bit of current events. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, the price of wood. <laughs> Noah would Noah have had a dinghy. When we do see, so when we finally did see Bible Bonkers last night, yeah, did it live up to your expectations? Because there was a full band. There I mean, were Bible Bonkers itself lived up, but the Simpkins were running away with it. You know what I mean? There wasn't yeah. a lot of tension. It was like watching Jeopardy these days, where you get like mm. one of these masters who are just like clicking away, and it's like they're up twenty grand by by the second round. Or you watch a lot of Jeopardy too. When I'm home with my mom. Oh, okay. yeah, you catch it. Oh, I, I jam, I jam out a lot of Jeopardy. So you're excited for it to come back? Season four is going to happen. A couple other things. How did you feel, Chris? Do you want to do an oral history of how you felt when the Amy Lee hologram glitched into a DMX hologram? <laughs> Only him. Only he could have thought of that. <laughs> it's really special. Two, two of our great late artists, Amy Lee and DMX. Which HBO, we do this every year, which HBO prestige show do you think better captures ambition, pettiness, nepotism, and the particularly fraught emotional relationship of siblings better? Is it gemstones or succession? We're only children. It's hard for us to say, right? Yeah. I think that there's something about the banter between both sets of siblings that like one is probably what everybody wishes they could do, which is like have their like, like incredibly like workshopped barbs for each other. And then the other is like Jesse just being like, Ugh. like, you know, like the way that the gemstones interact is probably a little bit more true to life in some ways. They're very similar shows on such a, like truly. No, I mean, I was actually trying to think of like what season four will be. Yeah, because they're all going along. it kind of is like, there's not that many other places to go other than where Succession also went. I, I may have been Succession broken because when John Goodman got in the car with, with Gideon mm -hmm. and was like, I have finally found peace in this life. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is the McBain scene. I was yeah. like, that's what they're going to do this season. Um, the Goodman and Brian Cox, I mean, it's very, I mean, basically both seasons were an exasperated patriarch 
sitting down a Saying lot. Saying you're not serious people. Well, people came up to them, and yeah. then he says you're not serious people, essentially. Yeah. Um, this season built up a, a big froth of potential enemies, and then you were saying about the Stephen Dorff character, kind of backed away from most of them, mm-hmm. and then even kind of backed away from Steve Zahn, who has a turn at the end. And the way they got out of it was biblical, was... The, Literally bringing locusts in, a, a swarm of locusts. Maybe the best on-screen plague since Magnolia. Sure. Yeah. Uh, did that work for you? Yeah, I actually enjoyed universe? it. I actually enjoyed it. Because I, I think that it kind of just shows like, it's the same thing as, as being able to do Baby Biller's Bible Bonkers or go to Monaco or do one of these flashback episodes. Is like, there's a version of Righteous Gemstones that just goes for seven or eight seasons and is pretty funny. And is just these people like being absolutely ridiculous with one another. Yeah. But then you can see that they're still trying to keep it interesting for themselves while they make it by bringing in like, well, what if some of this, what if like religion is real? You know what I mean? Like what if there is this element of somebody's watching these people make a mockery of the church, you know? Well, but that's also what the, it's, it's again, it's a tightrope that I think only Danny McBride can, can walk. And he, everything is ridiculous. But something matters. You know, it, it doesn't just, he, he, there's something about family, love, or caring, or faith, whatever that might mean, that he is on some level serious about or interested in. You know, it, it is not pure, pure satire. Do you ever watch the show and then rewatch funny scenes to see if anybody breaks? No, but like based on like the Eastbound and vice principals yes. bloopers, I'm, I'm assuming that people are just absolutely in tatters during Baby Billy. There was a scene uh, a couple episodes back this season when Jesse is, is, I guess the phrase would be dressing down his son Pontius. <laughs> and he describes what will happen to him at a military academy. Yeah. And he may reference uh, chopsticks. Uh-huh. And it's a two-shot, meaning Jesse is doing this to Pontius, but Cassidy Freeman, who plays Amber, yeah. underrated performance. Awesome. I, I just watched it twice looking at her face. Stone. Really impressive. That's good. Really impressive. That's good. I did not have a similar face. Yeah, the, the the baby Billy stuff. I don't know. It's just it's one of the great performances of our time. It's strange because I know that because it, like fan service is so strong mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Like it seems like we should just get a baby Billy show. I don't. Do, could you? Could he sustain a show, Chris? Look yes. at you. Yeah. A Max original. Why not? Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. <laughs> baby Billy's Deadliest Catch. <laughs> I, I I think. In a way, what's what's special? I mean, if we if we want to take like the ten thousand foot, like look at the marketplace. What does the show mean? Thing, I, I just think it's kind of what HBO, old HBO, did better than anyone else, which is it it empowers these worthwhile, worthy creators who can handle it, and they let them do their thing. Yeah, and in in that sense, what Danny McBride does in South Carolina with his buddies is kind of what David Simon does hopefully continues to do in Baltimore, in Baltimore. with yeah. his collaborators. It's just like, this is not where the industry has gone, but I feel like there is something from purely even from a business side, there's something to be said for consistency and reliability. And although the press release saying season four suggested, and I, I mean, any press release can suggest anything, but it did suggest that the the ratings for Gemstones continues to I go I believe up. that Gemstones does quite well. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think with the NASCAR circuit, or with- I, I think it's probably crossing a crossover success. I think that like people who maybe ordinarily don't watch HBO shows like it, and I think people who ordinarily watch HBO shows like it. Yeah, and I feel like they must know. I mean, 
I was alluding to it. Like he just works with his people. They they come to where those guys relocated to South Carolina and they yeah. just make their shows. Sounds like it's a pretty them. fun experience. It seems like it. And I guess the CG went up a little bit this year with the de aging occasionally sure. of John and Goodman and the the a rede- lot of redeemer. Stuff. I think the redeemer stuff wasn't a hundred percent practical. <laughs> I don't know how do you feel about that. Yeah. Did, did you do you remember there was a era in the mid eighties when like monster trucks were like a, were a thing? Like it was around the time when like wrestling. There was a Saturday morning cartoon about wrestling that I watched, even though I didn't watch wrestling. Yeah. And there was like a Bigfoot, the truck cartoon. Yeah. yeah. I think I had a toy, Bigfoot. That was, But that was also like the, the Sunday, 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 Bigfoot coming to like the vet or the convention Did you center. go? No. I've never, I've never been to a monster truck show. Not that I'm like against going. I just, it's never really like convenient. I didn't. It wasn't convenient to your, your <laughs> well, you were doing a lot of sports. Yeah. So I yeah. don't have the same excuse. Did you know that you got into a truck the way that they get into the Redeemer? Like, like climbing? Like climb up from the middle? Yeah. 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 I, I had no idea. I, I also <laughs> felt like... You just learned a lot watching I learned Rich. a lot watching... Like, I, I, at first I was like, in the episode where Gideon, behind the wheel of Redeemer, rescues his family from, you know, a, a, yeah. a couple dozen strong yeah, They're really committed militia. to the neck brace bit with him. They really committed to it for the whole season. I did begin to think, like, is he, like, feeling himself a little too much in the truck? Because they all had a lot of guns. Yeah. Well, he was a stunt driver, though. So I think he was, he was he's a good wheelman. Well, okay. Let, let's leave your wife out of it. I, I think of you as a good driver. Okay. Do you think that it's, do you think you could get behind the wheel of a monster truck? No, I don't know how to drive a stick. Oh, I do. We've gone over this. I just like to mention it. I, try, I almost stripped my dad's transmission in a Mazda that he had, and it was traumatic. I, it was probably, like, the worst fight we ever had. I, I think it's important. Other than when I told him I didn't want to go to college. <laughs> he, he won that fight. Was he like, you'll learn how to drive a proper car in I college? think he was just like, what are you fucking talking about? Did you say that at the end of high school? Yeah. I th- not going to college was more of a, like a stance I took after I started not getting into colleges. Oh, you didn't want to go to the party. Yeah, I didn't want to be a, a member of any club that would have me, if you know what I'm saying. What was your plan? What was your pitch? Were you like, instead of college? I think I was just like, I'm just going to go get a little money in my pocket. You know, like go out and get a... Get a taste? What, your beak? Well, I was already working in a record store. That oh, seemed so, like... So you would have been fine. That was the end point. Though I can't remember what, if I was like, I need a gap year. I wasn't like, you have to fund a trip to Europe or anything Oh, no, like no, that. I know that. No, yeah. no, no. You go to Europe now, frequently, <laughs> to make up for that. I just didn't know if you were like... Dad, you know, I'm a pretty reliable backstop. No. And the fills might need me. No, there was no... I had no marketable skills in that way. You were a lifeguard. That could have, you know... I can't remember what my pitch was. It was just like, I'm not even fucking going to college. Did you then try to, like, drop the mic by getting behind the wheel of his Mazda, <laughs> but you couldn't get out of the... I think he'd moved on to a Celica with an automatic by then. Because he knew. He knew, <laughs> he knew his son was not a serious person. Let's wrap it up there. We'll be back on Thursday... To wrap up Hijack. Uh, That's exciting. In some ways, wrapping up the entirety of this podcast. It's what we've all been building towards. And we're going to talk full circle at some point mm-hmm. this week too, right? Because we did we, we started that. We have not returned to it. Yes. But, but like, a, like a circle. <laughs> you want to help me with that? Well, you got you to gotta complete it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Kaya for producing. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. Everybody take care. 